It's the rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Tuesday, September 20th. We are on to week three. And of course, that means we're on to week three waiver wire rankings for you on the show today. I'll break it down for you. The top pickups, what to do if you lost a quarterback named Trey Lance in your super flex leagues. All of that and more. Remember, FTNFantasy.com if you want this whole list when you make your waiver ads on uh, Tuesday nights. There's a lot more than that behind the paywall, but this is one of the things that you get with uh, with your subscription. FTNFantasy.com, promo code RATPACK. Uh, remember, we'll also do the hard pass, the guys who are you know available, but I'm not adding. We'll do the hold list, cut list, and some defenses to stream. Uh, that'll be at the end of the podcast. Let's dive right into it, though. At the top of my list, I will say... If you have players, like somebody asked me about Tyler Lockett earlier. Tyler Lockett's over 70% owned. Uh, Brees Hall, like guys like that who shouldn't be available. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, if they were for some reason dropped, they would all come in higher than the top player on this list. There, you know, Some weeks that may not be true, but this week it is especially true because it's not the, um, not the best week on waivers. It's not very top-heavy. There's interesting names, but it's not very top-heavy. So those guys take priority over this list. But at the top of the list, we do have a rookie wide receiver for the New York Jets, Garrett Wilson, 20 to 25%. The official breakout game happened. Uh, he, he had 14 targets, caught eight balls for 102 yards and two scores, was banged up in the game as well, but played through it and showed us that enormous ceiling that uh, we thought he potentially had. Now, Elijah Moore is still in the mix here, but man, with the the high ceiling, he is trending up, so he's the top out of the week. I've actually had people asking me about dropping him. Like, I don't know if I'm being trolled on that one, <laughs> but no, don't do that. Uh, Raheem Mostert, 15 to 20% at number two. The Dolphins' backfield's not solidified. Chase Edmonds was the lead in week one. Mostert was the lead in week two. Who's the lead in week three? I have no clue. But Mostert is available in over 50% of leagues across the big platforms. He should be rostered. So he's not a guy I'm going to plug immediately into a starting lineup, but he should be rostered. And number three is teammate Tua Tungavailoa. If you've listened to me for a while, you know it's really rare for me to put quarterbacks this high in one quarterback league because he's not available in Superflex. It's really rare for me to put a quarterback this high. Now, that doesn't mean drop Aaron Rodgers for him. It doesn't mean drop Matthew Stafford. Like These guys are not guys we drop. Joe Burrow, somebody asked me about. Come on. But if you lost Trey Lance, yeah, and Tua's out there. If you've been kind of bouncing back and forth, like you've maybe you went the safe and upside route and like you got like cousins and fields, all right, well, I would move on from fields for Tua. I think fields is a hold in, in deeper leagues, but if Tua's out there, chances are your league is shallow enough that you can get away from it. We know the numbers. It was an enormous performance. He's one of now just 36 quarterbacks in NFL history to throw six or more passing scores in a game, 10 to 15% in a one-quarterback league on him. Curtis Samuel at 10%, 20 targets so far this season. I don't think he sticks as a top-10 fantasy wideout because he is one right now, but he does stick as Carson Wentz's favorite target because this is where Carson Wentz likes to throw the football. Uh, in that short and intermediate area. So Samuel is going to continue to have value. I think all three have value, by the way, like Terry McLaurin, just fine. And actually, I have Dotson at six on this list. I'll get to him in a second. But I have to get to Garrett Wilson's former teammate, Chris Olave at five, 10% on him. Really involved this week. 
massive from a target volume standpoint. 13 targets. Only caught five of them, but, you know, I don't really care. I, I, I care about the volume. I'm a sucker for volume. Massive ceiling with the downfield targets. That's probably the most interesting. They were really leveraging his speed in this one uh, and did run 40 routes in the game. So Jahan Dotson at six, He's not. he has three touchdowns right now. He's not going to continue at that pace, but he does have a good connection with Carson Wentz. And if he was for some reason not picked up last week, he should be this week. Jacoby Myers, and they're all 10% guys. Jacoby Myers, 7%. He's Mac Jones' favorite target. We know he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns, but the volume should be there. He just saw uh, 13 targets this past week. Tyler Higby, all right, we have a little run of tight ends here, 8, 9, and 10. Higby, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, 5% all of, on all of them. I do prefer him in that order. Any one of these guys could be a tight end carousel guy, right, which is we pick him up, he doesn't do well, we drop him, right? That's the tight end carousel. But any one of them, or all three of them, could be guys who sustained for the long term. I'm not overly confident where I would have this up at like 20%. Uh, 5%, you know, okay. I don't want to go overboard, but the first two weeks have been good for, for all three. Higby, 20 targets already this season. That leads the position. Again, not going to continue on that pace, but he's still going to be at least the number three, if not the number two. It depends on if Allen Robinson passes him on the depth chart or on the in the target pecking order, not on the depth chart. Um, Evan Ingram, uh, fourth among uh, tight ends and catches with 11 so far this season. He seems like he's the clear number two target. It's Christian Kirk, then him, and then everybody else. So I like that. And then Gerald Everett. Oh, really looked explosive so far this season. The numbers were good, obviously, uh, from Thursday night. And, you know, really, I mean, the best case scenario for him, though, is probably the third target because it'll be Keenan Allen when he's back, Mike Williams uh, as the one in 1A, and then Gerald Everett. But with the way he's played, he deserves to be uh, considered here if you're really banged up at, at tight end. If you have like a Cole Komet or D David Njoku or something like that. Uh, let's move on. 11 and 12, Daryl Williams, you know, Benjamin. So the initial reports about James Conner are favorable. Uh, it's not a significant ankle injury, but he could miss some time. Daryl Williams was the better of the two this past week, 59 yards and a score on eight carries. Benjamin had three catches uh, for 20 yards, so he's a little bit better in that department. They'll both be used. I would rather Williams, like if I have Conner and I need a replacement, I know your waiver wire is probably thin, but Williams will be out there. Michael Gallup at 13 looks like he could be back. I don't expect him to immediately be Michael Gallup, but I this is a great opportunity because a lot of people drafted him and then immediately dropped him. Like, why, why draft a guy if you know he's going to be out only to drop him? I, I never get that with fantasy drafters, but it, hey, it's to our benefit because we can get him on the cheap now. 5% on him, 5% on the two Arizona backs too, by the way. Josh Palmer, 5%. Had a nice game with Keenan Allen out. The good thing about Palmer is even when Allen's back, he'll still be the number three receiver. So at least he has like, you know, bench appeal. So I'll go 5% on him. We don't know how long Allen will be out for. All right. Tua was the first quarterback on the list. The second quarterback on the list, number 15 in waiver wire rankings, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, in a one quarterback league, I'll go 3 to 5%. Not going overboard here, but there are a couple things working in our favor, right? First and foremost, he's the starter. Like, there's no question about it, right? And they're going to continue to use him as long as he's healthy. Secondly, we know what we're going to get out of him. Now, it's not spectacular, but it's QB2 production. So 
if your waiver wire is picked over, like the, the Wences of the world, maybe even Jared Goff, those guys are rostered. Yeah, I mean, Garoppolo. And in fact, I, I have him uh, one spot ahead of Wentz and two spots ahead of Goff. So why not? Now, that's in one quarterback. In two quarterback Superflex, I am not going 3 to 5% on him like I am in one quarterback. I'm going to go 50 plus percent. And I'll tell you precisely why. Normally, if we're picking up a quarterback, like like when we lost Dak Prescott, you know who we had to choose from. We had Cooper Rush, we had Geno Smith, like we maybe had Mariota. It was ugly, right? It was ugly. We have a guy who could be a top 20 fantasy quarterback going forward, and that has major value in Superflex. Like we know what we're getting here, and it's much better than Geno Smith, and it's much better than Cooper Rush, and it's much better than the you know the trash we're normally picking up at quarterback in in our superflex league. So, fifty plus percent. If you lost Trey Lance, you're gonna need to do this, and I would not hesitate because this is this isn't going to completely make your season, but it could help really save your season. Like losing uh, Lance was it definitely hurts in superflex. So yeah, we're spending a lot on him because this is a rare occurrence, and then on top of it. It's only week three, so we're going to have him for a long time. We'll get a lot of bang for our buck. Uh, Carson Wentz, like I said, Jared Goff at 16 and 17. I want to see how these guys perform against tougher competition. Like this past week, they faced each other, and that was nice matchups for both. Wentz gets revenge this week against Philly, and we just saw Philly dismantle Kirk Cousins. So tougher matchup, but you know, deserves a roster spot. He will not be in a starting conversation for me this week and unless I'm really hard up at the position. 3% on both of those guys. Sterling Shepard, 3%. The Giants wide receiver core is a mess, but he is the best of the bunch. Nelson Aguilar, 3%. He's, uh, I, I have, Jacoby Myers is the preferred option here, but he caught six balls for 110 and a score. He seems to be the number two now with Devontae Parker just not in the mix. I'll talk about him in a little bit. Ashton Doolin, uh, five catches for 79 yards. Now Pittman and Alec Pierce were sidelined. We don't know if Pitt- Pittman will be out again, but Doolin could just be a part of this offense going forward. He's played pretty good football so far. You're in deeper leagues. You need to make moves like this uh, to to really stay ahead of the curve. Irv Smith, 3%. Eight targets got in the end zone. There's not a clear path to consistent targets is my concern. Because Justin Jefferson is going to get his. Adam Thielen is going to get his. So best case scenario, Smith is number three. Maybe it's more like he's three along with out of the backfield or along with K.J. Osborne. So while I like the ceiling, he's not quite to the level of those tight ends I mentioned earlier in the top ten. Higby, Ingram, Everett. Uh, and we've only seen one game out of Irv Smith. Mike Kosicki, 2%. We've been here before. <laughs> we know for every big game, and he's so athletic and fun to watch, but for every big game, there is a goose egg coming soon, so just be careful with Kosicki. Uh, Mark Ingram, 2%. 60 yards on 10 carries. We don't know when Alvin Kamara is going to be back, so just in case, if you're feeling a little bit uh, iffy there, you, you don't, you're not going to have to pay much for him. Jordan Mason, 2%. I was ready to put Ty Davis-Price way higher, he has a high ankle sprain, so he's going to miss plenty of time. So Jordan Mason now becomes a sneaky little pickup. If you're a 49ers running back, I mean, there are a few constants in life, right? You have death, you have taxes, and you have 49ers running backs getting hurt every season. So it's only a matter of time, and Jordan Mason's number will be called. Tyler Algier, 
Had 10 carries with Damian uh, Williams on injured reserve, so he'll continue to be used, has some deep appeal. Hayden Hurst, it wasn't great, but it was also against the Rams, by the way. Hayden Hurst, 2%. Unlike Irv Smith, I mean, we're really looking at the number four target in this offense when things settle out. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, 1 and 1A. Tyler Boyd is the three, and then Hayden Hurst. As much as I like Hayden Hurst, I just I, I don't want to go too overboard here on him. Brashad Perryman, 1% if you need a one-week rental from Mike Evans. Trevor Lawrence, 1%. He's improving. He's continuing to improve. So, you know, if you're in one of these one quarterback leagues where waivers is picked over at quarterback, I don't hate rostering two quarterbacks in that format. I usually don't want to do it, but Lawrence could be like that second quarterback. Joe Flacco. Wilson seems like he's going to be back soon, Zach Wilson, but Flacco's still viable for at least another week in Superflex. Tyler Conklin, nine targets last week. No, he's a deep tight end ad. He's not in the same conversation with the other guys that we just mentioned, along with Jawan Johnson at 31. 1% on him. He is the tight end for the Saints. I don't know what you heard elsewhere, but he is. Uh, seven targets, caught four for 40 this past week. Tony Jones, 1%. This is a if Kamara is out. He actually outsnapped Mark Ingram this past week. Jalen Warren, 1%. This only applies if you have Najee Harris and if you have a droppable player. You may want to cuff up Najee Harris. That's it, though. The, you have to check both of those boxes, okay? Samaj P. Ryan, this only applies if you have Joe Mixon. Same thing. You have to have a droppable player and roster Joe Mixon. Don't pick up Samaj P. Ryan if you don't have Joe Mixon. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, 1% I'm trying to get out of, of ahead of people in uh, deep, deep, deep leagues or in Superflex, maybe up to 10% on him. Cooper Rush, honestly didn't think he was that bad. I go five percent or so in Superflex if he's available. I wouldn't overspend on him because Dak will be back relatively soon. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, winding this uh, up here. So I have, you know, I think he can go five, maybe upwards of ten percent on both of them. Pickett, if things don't go well for Mitchell Trubisky, Pickett could be starting next week because after the Thursday game, it's a mini buy. If they get beat up on by the Browns. They could make that move. The The Falcons are even in a worse spot. They're, they're 0-2. So if they continue to lose, we're going to see Ritter sooner rather than later. So this is a great way to get out ahead in uh, Superflex leagues because both of them will have some appeal in those leagues. Here are players I'm not adding. Noah Brown. I mean, hey, the stat line looks good, but Michael Gallup's going to be back. Josh Reynolds scored a touchdown, only had three targets. Greg Dortch, is a, he's keeping the seat warm for Rondell Moore. He's doing a nice job in the process, but Rondell Moore eventually will come back into that offense. Logan Thomas, don't chase last week's touchdowns. At tight end, he all he had five more yards than we normally get. Three for 37 and a touchdown on five targets. I don't want Logan Thomas. And then Daniel Bellinger, he scored a touchdown, but only had one target. Here are players that I'm holding. Ken Walker got back on the field, so that's encouraging. We're going to give him some time. Khalil Herbert, I want to give the Bears offense some time. So Herbert, and I have a couple more Bears on the hold list. Average nine and a half yards carry on... Uh, Four rushing attempts, so we'll hold him. Elijah Moore, I mentioned he led the team in routes, run. Darnell Mooney, I want to give the Bears some time here. We've really only seen the Bears in one game because the monsoon game I'm not counting. Jarvis Landry, um, there are going to be weeks where Alave is a better play. There are going to be weeks where Jarvis is a better play, so we're going to hold for right now. Robbie Anderson had one fewer target than DJ Moore this past week. 
So, you know, even though the numbers weren't great, he's still in the mix. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I'm holding Chiefs receivers. This is what we signed up for. Every week is going to be a different guy. You know, that's what we signed up for. TJ Hawkinson, seven targets for him. Three for 31. See, basically the same stat line as Logan Thomas. People want to drop Hawkinson and they want to pick up Logan Thomas, which is mind-boggling. But he had two more targets than Thomas, so I'm holding Hawk. Uh, Dalton Schultz, sounds like he's only going to miss a week, so I'm going to hold on to him. Uh, Justin Fields in deeper leagues, I'm going to hold on to to see what happens. Russell Wilson, come on, let's let this thing gel first before we do anything crazy. Here are the players who I am cutting this week. Now, I'm not just cutting him for the sake of cutting. I, I better have somebody to pick up. But Trey Lance, um, it sucks. It does, but there's no value in holding him. So we're moving on from Trey Lance. Rex Burkhead, he was a hard pass for me last week. If you happen to add him, Damian, uh, Damian Pierce outtouched him 16-2. to Kenyon Drake, I want nothing to do with the Ravens' backfield for now. Uh, Zamir White, he only really has value if Josh Jacobs goes down, so he's just wasting a spot. If you draft these running backs outside of the the – 10th round or so most of these guys you're going to find every year you cut these guys by like week three so next year maybe just don't draft those guys because Zamira White's one of them uh Kadarius Tony yeah, it's a mess for the Giants wide receivers DJ Chark no catches this past week and Jamison Williams return looms George Pickens I really like him but he is this year's Terrace Marshall guy who made a splash in the preseason and now he's the number three on an offense that isn't particularly good in the passing game and therefore we could probably do better elsewhere. Tyler Boyd, no ceiling. He's the number three target in that offense and very, very low ceiling. Cole Komet, I'm not willing to wait here because tight end, really, we got to move on. We gave, you know, give it two weeks, you move on to the next guy, right? Now, the next guy is not Alberto because he's a drop. Uh, zero catches on two targets. Eric Saubert outplayed him. Uh, David Njoku, who is in a timeshare with Harrison Bryant, Robert Tunyon, who had just two for 11, Noah Fant, who's in a timeshare with uh, a couple tight ends in Seattle, and Taysom Hill, who played six, count them, six snaps this past week. If only somebody would have told us to not pick him up. Anyway, defensive streamers, I am not discerning here. Like, if you have any of these defenses, you do not need to make a move. Ready? New Orleans, Tampa, Cincy, Pittsburgh, uh, Chargers. If you have any of them, don't make a move. If you don't have any of them, here are the defenses that I want to pick up. And yes, these defenses, not uh, like if the Steelers were out there. I want to pick up the Browns first and foremost. If you have the Steelers, just stay with the Steelers. You don't need to tinker too much with defense. But I want the Browns against the Steelers. Uh, great stretch of games to start the season. A lot of Rat Packers p- drafted the Browns for this very reason. Giants are facing the Dallas Cowboys. Therefore, I want the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to keep picking on Daniel Jones. I want both sides of the Texans-Chicago game. And actually, believe it or not, I prefer the Texans' defense. Even a bad defense can be a good fantasy asset in a good matchup, and this is more than just a good matchup. But I want both sides. Both defenses are in play, and they're both widely, widely, widely available. Almost 100% available for the Houston Texans, which is shocking because like the 0.3% of teams out there that have them I don't even know anyway uh Philly Carson Wentz revenge let's go Philly after a huge performance well Darius Slay alone on Monday night that's going to be a fun one and then finally Kansas City against Indianapolis Matt Ryan ugly performance three interceptions let's uh 
you know, capitalize on that lack of momentum from Matt Ryan with the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't overthink defense, man. Seriously, don't overthink defense. We just want takeaways. It's all we want. That's the number one factor here. All right, that does it for today. Remember, you should also be subscribing to the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast, where I do shows on Wednesday for rankings and Friday for matchups, uh, getting you all set up there. So subscribe to that as well. It is the same show as this one with different intro and outro music. That's really it, and a different name, but it's basically the same thing. All right, um, crush waivers, man crush waivers and make sure you're following along with me on twitter at jeff ratcliffe and go check out ftnfantasy.com promo code rat pack for 20 off i will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod i'm jeff ratcliffe and i'm out